Hey everybody, on this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're going to break down Season 1, Episode 20, Bombshell. We're going to get, uh, we're going to go full brass on this episode. Let's do it. Destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Michael Klaus. Not losing the dance moves yet. Don't you ever lose. Maybe season two? I'll get some new dance moves. Mm-hmm. I feel like Maybe. I can imagine you over the summer a montage and you just workshopping different moves <laughs> until you lock in that one. Like, that's it, I've done it. Nice high five with your, your the dance instructor. What it is, set. man. There you go. People in the live chat, man, they always love my dance moves. <laughs> I hope. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. We are rapidly approaching the season finale, which happens to air next Wednesday night on ABC. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis, and you can follow me all over social media at Christine Dean. Hey, everyone. How are we doing tonight all over the world? Appreciate you joining us. Or if you're joining us late, we still appreciate you listening and tuning in. You can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only. MC. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and follow my blog, sextingandthecity.com. It's good, I read it. Ooh, look at that. And as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up as well. And if you're watching this even after it's done streaming, you can comment down under the video. And if you're in the chat, uh, of course, Michael Klaus has got the iPad out, which you know that means the chat is up and running. He's already been excited about all the commentary you guys have going. So feel free to continue chiming in about the series in particular or uh, series in general or this episode in particular. But let's really get to the reason that we're all here first. Real quick, everybody. It's uh, Twitter's been a buzz. All the People hot have action. sent us several. Yes. Shout out this to you is guys. the one. This the is the series. one that I'm we're excited so about. excited. Boom. I'm never excited about the Orioles we're trying. I always am so <laughs> nervous, but I'm actually excited this week. Right here, uh, we've got Firework Oreos. There you go. Uh, by Quantum uh, at Quantum Kid. Uh, quid kid on uh, uh, t- on yeah. Twitter. Yep, said us uh, like, hey, you should try these uh, firework Popping candy. So uh, I went and found them at your local neighborhood Target. Target. Uh, Target. Target is so clutch. That's where I've gotten all the ones that I've picked it's up. It's like one step below Walmart. You know, it's that good. No. Oh, Target is one step above Walmart. What do yeah. you say? Michael loves Walmart. Everything is dirt cheap at Walmart. That's I'm sorry. Western when you're on that grind, that Walmart is clutch. Michael's having his next meet and greet at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Come see me this Saturday, 7 p.m. I'm done. Oh. And again, so the nervous. double stuff. Ew. It so looks like a smaller like batch of cookies, no? Now, these firework Oreos also have uh, Pop Rocks in the cream. That's so, so nerve-wracking, but exciting at the it's, same yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think it's officially. I'm sure it's a knockoff. Yes. Also, Corey, and we're going to listen uh. to a lot of the people in the YouTube comments. Uh, when we eat, <laughs> let, let's step away from the mic a little bit. Because otherwise, we, we hear the sound, and they're not a big fan of that. So I'm listening to everyone in the comment section and in the live chat. This I'm isn't ready. a mukbang. Uh, we got you guys. <laughs> or ASMR. All right, here we go, everybody. Here we go. Woo. Cheers. 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 Here we go. <laughs> I'm trying to just let it sit to experience the popping. I don't have it. I have the popping, but like I don't mind it. It's very little. It's not. If you're thinking pop rocks, sorry, you're you gonna can be hear it. No, I can. I can feel it now. <laughs> Step away from the camera while you're eating. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a second. Yeah. Otherwise, they just taste like regular Oreos. I was going to say, do you like them? They're fine, you know? Middle of the road. 
Yeah, I, I feel like this popping candy. Will you pass me another Oreo? Yeah, Michael Mar Whoa, Michael Martinez just said, if it ain't OG Oreos, Renee ain't with it. And now she asked for more. So maybe she is with it. The and it's double stuff, so you know mm -hmm. she's with it. This is not double stuff. Mm -hmm. This is not single stuff. This is totally yeah, it single is. stuff. This yeah. is single stuff. Come on. No. Yeah. Yes, it but is. But it's not double. No How way. How thin do you think? I just hear my own popping when I I'm know. talking to him. It's really weird. You think this is not what a normal Oreo looks like? It's single stuff. What? It's single stuff. That's right, Michael Klaus. <laughs> Double stuff. Dang it. Ah, ah, nope. Too late. I messed up. No, you said the right thing. All right. So there we go. Our fireworks Oreos. Uh, yay, nay. Where do we think they fall on the spectrum of the Oreos we've tried so far this season? Number well, one. Middle of the pack. No. Number These one are amazing you? because they taste just like original Oreos with a fun noise. That's <laughs> right. What you want out of cooking? I had a fun noise when I eat this. I like a fun like soundtrack to okay. my uh, meal. The crunching. All right. Mm -hmm. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Christina. Middle towards the bottom. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. Middle towards the bottom. What's happening? Go. All right. This is I reverse. love OG Oreos, but like we're doing this to try new stuff, like good, cool new flavors, and this is this just is okay. new. The poppy candy <laughs> should have been a little bit more. This coffee. is incredible. I'm down for this. Okay, all right. Who's excited for this episode? This episode, was, no. this this episode, episode was, was great. This episode was disappointing on many levels. What? Yes. Ooh, Did you fired. love it? I loved, I loved it. it. Did you love it? It was cool. That was a dud. I'm like indifferent. Frank, a dud? It was a dud. Compared to last week, you think this is a dud? This is barely. This, is, like, this it, was better than last week. Barely better than last week. This is <laughs> okay. a lot of duds. Like, do we need... The great, the great arc for Seth is like, oh, I'm air sick in Air Force One. Ugh, enough of that. Okay, Frank, you're not feeling it, but I have a couple big pieces of information Okay, that I think is going to make you feel a lot better. Okay. Lay it's even that this. piece of information that I've been holding in. I haven't even told anyone on this panel yet. I tried. I she tried, tried to, to get, get it out. It's one of those pieces... Uh, it's those pieces of information that you want to hold on to and like really, you know, toy with people. So two big pieces of information. I've been reaching out to guests to try to get them on the show. I talked with a manager of one of the main female stars. I'm not going to reveal who because this probably shouldn't have been leaked out. They said filming for season two starts in July back in Toronto. What? It <gasps> hasn't been officially said season two has been picked up because we're assuming that they were waiting for the four showrunner, which they just picked up. But she said that her client will be back in Toronto in July to start filming season two. Wow. So what you're right. saying is we'll be back. So likely we'll be back. Everyone. Not just next week. Big news. Piece of information two. While reaching out to clients and people on the show to try to get them on, I was able to book, drumroll please, my man, Agent Mike Ritter, LaMonica Garrett. He oh will be joining God. us next week on Mike. the panel. How does that make me enjoy this episode any better? Because we get Mike. <laughs> I, okay, here's the thing. I know I'm that the only that. one who thought Mike was innocent and was actually on Mike's team, which don't worry, I told him about that. Everyone else on the panel thought he was guilty. They hated his character. Oh, my God. Just to try to butter myself up and make it sound good. Oh so, my God. I mean, Mike, don't worry, I got gotcha. you. We definitely know Renee hates everything that Mike stands for. <laughs> you yes. just don't trust anyone. That's that's Renee's. I have guy. trust uh, issues. No, 
Michael Klaus, <laughs> fantastic bits of news. Also, it does not increase my enjoyment of this episode. Oh my gosh, Frank, One you're a order. hater today. What no. if I, yes, does, you are. I'm not hatering. How does this say, like, we've got a guest for next week, and they're doing season two, make me say, like, you know what, you're right, guys, this episode was great then. Side piece of information, still waiting to hear back about Aiden Kanto, might actually have two guests next week. What do you think about that? Doesn't make me enjoy this episode. Well, you know what? We can't do anything for you, Frank. (laughs) I'm excited. What about the Oreos? So excited. The Oreos? Eh, They were, you know. To be honest, after having two, I got a weird aftertaste (laughs) of like the the candy. I don't. I don't know if I actually. Well, you're gonna have a third before this episode's out because we got to keep your montage of awkward faces. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) All right. So we start this episode as we left it last week, where uh, well, we uh, we see Hannah on the cargo ship where she was left at the end of last episode. Uh, I also felt like the whole time she was running through the the, <clears throat> the ship, I felt like just take off your shoes, because really, I feel like that's you don't want to be on a, on a on a ship clanking around in your shoes. You want to be as quiet as possible. I want to agree with you on that, but, but you know how much like scrap metal and crap is on a ship. Like, what if she steps on a nail or something? Ooh, good point. So true. You know, like shards of stuff. I will maybe say that I was thinking that she should have grabbed like a chain or something like that as a weapon. Yeah. Obviously, didn't need it. Grab mm-hmm. the axe. It worked. But that was maybe my thought. But I didn't mind her on the sh- the ship. That whole it kept me entertained because we didn't know where the ship was going. We didn't know exactly what was on the ship. I mean, we assumed that there were bombs or something, and we didn't know what was going to happen if she was even going to be able to reach anyone. I liked. Um, I kind of like that that arc with her on the ship as well because. Um, the way last week ended off, like, she was inside of the container for so long, and then when she got out, we realized we weren't on land anymore. And then this time she gets out, and then it's, oh, she's in a truck. She's on land. It's like every time, you know, she's Did you fall for that? I knew no, she I'm just was saying, not. I'm just saying I like that when they do that with her character, it's taking us somewhere else. Like, it's a little artistic flair yeah. that I like. There was a lot of faux suspense of that, because you knew there, she was not oh, on that ship anymore. 100% well, yeah. when they were showing her, like, oh, waking yeah. up in the dark. <laughs> yeah. No, she's not in any of those containers. Yeah. One, yeah. 100%, I knew that. But I was like, but mm. where is she? I did think that. I was like, but where is she? Yeah. And I also thought maybe it had to do with the bomb, that they were, like, because they were going to blow up that... Um, Container and I was like, oh, maybe that will set mm-hmm. something else off. I don't know. I was trying to figure out where they were going with that, but they're completely <laughs> disconnected. Now, I honestly did not see the sign for when she's in the parking garage. Did it label for what building it was? Yeah, it was the Herbert that- Hoover FBI building. Gotcha. Yeah. That's where it was. All right. So, so Hannah wakes right up. back where it all starts. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she does manage to go and get to a communications uh, area of the ship, knocks out the guy there with an axe, and then gets in touch with the Coast Guard, but of course the communications aren't able to maintain connection, so uh, there's a little uh, little miscommunication between like, oh, we thought it was Hannah Wells the ship. No, that's Hannah Wells the <laughs> ship. Your man Forstall was a little aggressive this episode. He, he was, was rude. <laughs> I think Ru- I said that like four times when we were watching it. I'm like, rude, damn. Really? He's like, he was, gonna need more answers. Yeah, He's like, when I get there, enough. yeah. And like, do you not understand how it works trying to find a needle in a haystack? For real. It's the ocean. I was fine. I felt he was being a bit assertive. I mean, actually, assertive would be... Is that how you like your men? Assertive. No, he was a bit aggressive, I will admit. But I did, I don't know, I liked it because he was just trying to find Hannah. And I, we all want to find Hannah. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I was never like, wow, he's just so rude. Like, I never had that thought during well, the episode. I did like him at the beginning where he's talking to somebody on the phone. And he's like, search everything and then search it again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't care about your overtime. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's why I said I'm like, it was like at least three instances of him being like. Okay, you know who was rude? Mike. 
Why? Was Chuck finally about, did what he needed like to that. do. And then he's like, do I get like a thank you? And there's Mike reading the newspaper. Mike, last <laughs> week Renee <laughs> said that she hated you and thought you were rude. Just well, taking notes. Don't worry about it. I will say the four still throw some head. shade on Chuck because when Mike says, you know, hey, we're bringing Chuck in to help out on this because Hannah trusts him. And uh, I mean, uh, all, all four still can say is like, he's a space case. Why are you bringing this guy in? He's, a, he's old school. And I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's like old school of like, by the book, this is how it's going to work. He's not very creative, and I—that's my trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, the whole big thing is like Chuck is the idea. Like, you know what? We only have five files left. We can put a trace on it, and that way, whoever's deleting these files, the next time they do it, we can trace it back to their IP address. And at least it works initially. They find like, oh my gosh, it's this person's in the West Wing. Our mole, our mole's on the move. And then we find out that he's digitally cloned his uh, his his finger his digital fingerprint. So yeah, but they had him over. for like a second. If Mike just I don't know walked a little faster, he was like, oh where, yes. where? And it was like Mike, well, he, move it or lose it. Run. Run. He couldn't. Yeah, he didn't know where he was going. Pretend he just to go to the bathroom. No, I I think they. I wish they would have sealed <laughs> down the White House. Because yeah, he knew he was that in makes there, sense. Mm-hmm. You know, at least you have the person. Yeah. Even if you have 50, 60 people. Like shut down the yeah, west. No. Put it on lockdown. Yeah, or I mean, POTUS wasn't there, so maybe that's why they didn't do it. But I, I don't understand. Like, because as he's leaving, it shows they're on the map, like the exact room that he's in. Why not just say that room to Mike? Instead yeah, of, he's in the West Wing. Just say the exact cabinet room that he's in. Because I don't go. know if Chuck knows it. But it was Did right it there. Say on, that on it the map. Right, it, was, it didn't it, say it on the map. All it had was like a, a like a layout, like an architecture. But didn't layout. it have right there? Didn't it say cabinet? Mm-mm. I thought it said cabinet room over there. Couldn't it could have been like the northwest corner of the west. I mean, he yes. could have given a little bit more direction, but at the same time, like it was like a blinking dot on a black and blue, fr- you know, black blueprint. Ironically, official um, Ritz says he can't wait to see Renee quiver when Mike is there next week. I'm not the quivering will happen. I'll just be staring. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, his character's a little shady from time to time. Can call him out? He just doesn't run. Like, run, Mike, run. (laughs) That's all. Like, the whole time. Okay, you know, I didn't think Forstel was rude, but the whole time that Mike was, like, walking, like, oh, like, going for a little walk around the White House. Like, move it. We got people to find. I, I maybe, maybe the reason that I was kind of bummed about this because next week's the season finale and I was hoping they were going to really tee us up for something awesome and oh, we got Hannah in the FBI building with you know surrounded by in a, with a van of, full of explosives so like, we know she lives yeah. obviously but, but it's like I was like alright I was hoping that Mike was like, at least going to catch the mole this episode and we save the interrogation or whatever for next week but at least like alright we've got the bag out now let's see what we can get out of him but I just he walked like, right I, by him yes and I was like Ugh. I do want to point out according to people in the live chat Frank, you were right. It did say cabinet room. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Frank is on it. <laughs> Mike is wrong. Mike. Thank <laughs> Mike you, Official Risk and again. the Asian filmmaker. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. So I was just hoping that I, again, it's like the second to the last episode. I just wanted them to really tee it up so we're like on on the edge of our seats for the season finale. And I just felt like this episode did not serve it up like that. I mean, I found this episode very suspenseful. I mean, yeah, there are moments of, like, the whole, obviously, she's no longer on the boat moments. But, I mean, overall, I was, like, there, I was drawn to the TV. Yeah. And I had, I had a, actually, we, I was just doing Disney movie news, and we had a guest. I was like, hey, I gotta watch this. And they said, like, I looked very focused. So. Well, <laughs> I, well there you go, folks. <laughs> when we got here, because Renee watches it before us, an hour before, because she has Disney movie news. And we got here, and she was like, 
this episode is intense. And I think that's the best word to describe the episode. I think there was a lot of flashing lights, a lot of energy. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> lot of flashing lights, a lot of cop cars in this it's one. So many flashing lights. It was like, intense. Oh, that's all you look for in an episode. Boom, boom, flashing lights, <laughs> cop cars, energy, aggression. <laughs> intense. He was into it, clearly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> that was better than my Christian impression. All right, let's just jump right into uh, the whole Toronto visit for NATO. Starts off with Seth, as I complained already, about him being airsick on Air Force One. And uh, does um does Moss still have his cell phone? <laughs> he kept Seth's cell phone the whole time. Like, he actually took a picture this time. Yeah, yeah like he did th- not have his hand. Yeah. Nice little selfie action. That's right. learned. But, like, he still had his cell phone because I don't think he just has Seth's mom's number. It's like, oh, still have it. Like, Seth, like, pay better attention to where your stuff is. I would never let someone have my phone for that long. I don't think that was, I think that was still, I think that was uh, Moss's phone. I feel like he was just like, oh, I can send this to your mom as a joke. Yeah. How would he have his mom's number? Well, I don't think he really said the picture. He didn't send it to his no, mom. But he sent it joke. to he said oh. it to Emily. Yeah, he said it to Emily. <laughs> She's so upset. It didn't happen. <laughs> well, actually, it's good that you brought up the NATO visit, because I was going to ask, Michael, what do you think about like the balance this episode with the politics and the drama? Because I kind of was like, okay, the politics. I'm just waiting to see if it, it you know, ties in with the conspiracy at all, because otherwise, why do we keep getting this? when there's so much that needs to happen with the conspiracy. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, impartial. Okay. And I thought it was uh, exactly how it would have been handled, where you have something like this come out, and unfortunately I thought it was very interesting with the former president, Cornelius, talking there about, listen, this is how it's going to go. France doesn't want to actually become public with this because they want to be able to protect their rights and be able to you know, banter about it and oppose if they want. Uh, and that's how it is. Unfortunately, that's how politics is on the main scale. And you really saw the comparison tonight between Kirkman and the other world leaders in NATO. And I want to point out, because someone called it out in the comment section of one of the previous videos. They said, I wish someone with political experience would actually be on this panel. And I have a political science minor, and I studied at Georgetown. So... I know what I'm talking about. Don't mess with me, whoever that was. Ooh, In your face. Shots <laughs> fired. So, but no, I thought it was very appropriate in the way I handled it. I don't mind that it, nothing got accomplished and that they pulled it. I think that that's smart. You know, that is news of this thing with Abe Leonard was huge. And that would definitely affect how a country is viewed, whether they're providing the right information or not. I think it was handled accurately. Uh, let's just take a, a moment to dive into that Abe Leonard so he writes the article finally, it comes out, that's a whole big discussion amongst everybody, but just to focus on Abe specifically. So he come, uh, he's back at the at the, uh, the newspaper, everybody's like cheering him, and then the editor wants to speak to him and says, you know what, we've got our attorney here, our attorney here the FBI wants to speak to you, and we suggest you go in. But, but we also have that intercut with uh, our boy Lloyd hearing uh, Abe being interviewed, and starts talking about uh, Lozano's involvement as well, and he's like... Whoa, 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 Mo! What's uh, what's he doing? I'm talking about this Lozano stuff too. He served his purpose. We got to get rid of him. 
And the way this episode's like setting up, it makes you feel like when he's she's going to be uh, this, this attorney wants to take him away for this meeting that they're like, going to get he's going to get killed. No, and then he just shows up at the meeting and he's just like, yeah. talking, I'm like, what is this? This is so this is the pacing was so weird on this. By the way, is it just me or does Abe Leonard always seem like he's like that lonely drunk guy at the bar? Like he always oh, seems drunk. Yeah. He's like, like every episode, he's going him. on a national interview and he's just got his tie undone and just. He sounds like he smokes listen, a pack this of is cigarettes. Just what I know. He sounds drunk all the yeah. time. I was watching this up. I'm like, geez, he just seems like he's drunk <laughs> every time he opens his mouth. Or he's, moves. One of the, he's one of those guys. He has nothing left to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I felt like this, the the pacing of this just seemed weird to have him be like set up like we're gonna kill him, we're gonna get rid of Abe right now, and then it's like, oh, just go meet the FBI. Okay. Yeah, I was honestly waiting <laughs> for that. I remember thinking, sitting like, <laughs> I can't wait to for him to die, and so on the panel, I can be like, I knew he was gonna die, and then he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I still think he'll ultimately die though. Oh yeah, he has to. Right. right? No, I see. They're gonna get rid of him. I see him maybe getting not dead next episode, but I see him being used by the FBI because they'll be able to realize he's in trouble. He'll be able to actually provide some information and you're going to see a change that everyone views him as the bad drunk guy and I see that we're going to have a little change of heart as I predicted a couple episodes ago when we would not see him for an episode. You would kind of forget about him a little bit. He's going to come back on a little upswing and we're going to eventually think positive with the information that he's going to be able to provide. Oh, look at that. Michael Only time Paz will tell. Shots. By time, I mean a week. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping back to NATO, of course they have the whole big, Tom does his first little gathering with some of the other delegates there, uh, kind of exp- explaining what his plan is and hoping that he has everybody's support. And it seems to go really well until this article comes out. And I felt like the best moment there was seeing uh, just the conversation between Moss and Tom. What do you think about their relationship? I think it's interesting. As he was saying, it's like you're the, uh, you know, you're, you're the academic, I'm the, uh, the politician. I forgot that he was Secretary of State this entire time. <laughs> what did you think he was doing? I just what did you think he was doing? He was just like friends, special <laughs> advisor. He was just hanging out, just like, <laughs> like pals. I mean, I'm sorry, a total airhead moment, but I really, I actually <laughs> think I wrote it down. Like Secretary of State. Wait, that's President Moss. Like he's like that guy who graduated high school a few years ago and still just hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out, guys. What's going Having on? Having remote yeah. clearance. <laughs> no, he's honestly such an asset for Kirkman, though. Like, yeah. he doesn't hesitate to ever put him in his place. He gives really good, timely advice, and he's able to really see a situation and assess whether or not you have options, and if you do, what those options are. Um, and he he obviously sees Kirkman's strengths and plays into it when he can. When, yeah, when he can. It's tough because when he does have that, uh, he gets mad at Tom for not bringing him into everything that happened with uh, Al-Sakar sooner. And then I can understand Tom's point of view, too, because I feel like he's not just Secretary of State, but a former president who mm-hmm. has been, like, who has always had the information. Yeah. So now to be somebody that you're not acting president, and you may not have that same access to all the information, he, so you shouldn't expect that same. He should be someone, looking at it, that you can trust, too, knowing mm-hmm. that he has held the highest power, where sure. if he actually wanted to do something bad, he already could have, and he didn't. I thought it was interesting, too, that they really almost stressed tonight, subtly, is that he only served one term, and we're looking for a VP. Do you think that he could be, be oh, a shit. VP candidate? Is there a precedent for that? There, you can only serve two terms. But being the fact that he has not served a previous term means that he could be president again for another term should something happen to Kirkman while he is VP. So it is possible. 
mean, you know, it's uh, it is me because just to jump off of that, uh, like Hook Stratton, we see Emily run into Aaron out at a bar with his cousin. You didn't answer the question. Well, yeah, but no, I'm just saying that because like Hook Stratton <laughs> has just been. Hook Stratton has just been like pretty much just like I feel like I don't know if we're ever going to see her again because now that she's taken this Secretary of Education like so she's out of the running for VP so I feel like nobody else that we've seen on this series so far would make a viable VP candidate so I could see why going with Moss might be a good idea yeah I wonder if she's just like off the show though hopefully like, not I really liked her character because yeah, politically it's, it's like what is she going to do now true she was like, um, like kind. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not like she was like former military, where you know Kirkman could tap her for some other special, you know, mission mm-hmm. or situation where he would she would need to be in the picture, like working on education. Like unless they make that uh, an issue for him, we're never going to see her. No, that's really true. Or he and needs a favor. We do find out from M, uh, Aaron though that he decided not to go with Hook Stratton. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of floating around in DC right now. I found it a bit rude that Emily just sat there waiting for his cousin to leave to, like, get the hint that she needed to talk to him. First of all, you could have called him, texted him, figured out a time to hang out. She's like, oh, you're with your cousin? Oh, you're going to leave now. Cool. Like, that's rude. (laughs) That was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the cousin, she was, was, like, there this whole time, like. Yeah, but she was, Emily was awkwardly standing there until she was, until she said she was going to leave. That's weird. But the cousin is in politics, so she knows how it works when people want to have a conversation. And they don't want you around. Off the record, and they don't want you around. The tension was so palpable, though. Oh, yeah. They're out to dinner. Let let them live. Let them bond. I believe it was lunch. What? I believe it was lunch. It was not lunch. Yeah, it seemed like a lunch kind of deal. It was, it it felt dark. Was it, or maybe just like a? You know, the restaurant drinks? was dark. I don't get. I don't get. No, it was still pretty. Deep. Lunch in yeah. dark restaurants. It was daytime in the in the windows. Was it though? Was it? Was it though? Could have been happy hour, guys. That's right. Could have been there three happy hour. <laughs> happy but hour. Anyway, so where do you think that leaves Aaron uh, going forward into the season finale? Do we see him getting mixed back up? Because I feel like at this point it's only getting back, maybe unless he works for uh, Moss as his chief of staff. I think he'll get back in the ring. I think that's why they purposely had that conversation because we didn't see him mm-hmm. anywhere else in the episode just for him to say, you know, um, I forget his words exactly, but everything after the West Wing or the mm-hmm. White House is like, it just doesn't compare or it's not enough. So I definitely see him coming back. I don't know how, but he'll he'll be back. I agree. Two. Uh, I think that there is still the future for the relationship between Aaron and Emily, especially now that he is not in politics, not competition at all. There could be something going on, and he could be like an Atwood, where it's like helping out not officially. I see that by being a possibility. Something I want to bring up because they're talking about in the live chat is: Do you think Aaron's cousin? What What do you think with her? Is she good? Bad? Do you think they she will have a bigger storyline? No, possibly because this is the third time we've seen her. And, I mean, when we were originally introduced to, I mean, a few characters, we think, like, oh, nothing of them, and then they become bigger. So who knows? They do introduce characters and then, and then give them a bigger story. And we lose characters constantly. Mm-hmm. So true. it's like that we need more. So it's very possible. She works for a different senator or congresswoman? Congressman. Yeah, congressman. Congresswoman. So, I mean, she could be an asset for them later down the line for more information or maybe... Uh, yeah, that's the only other way I could see her coming in handy. Because the only reason I think is because it's just somebody for Aaron to be out in public with, and that seemed like a creepo. Like he's by himself <laughs> all the time. That's the only reason to have her around. So it's or like, mo- more of a way, more of a way for him to get government information. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's it's just so Aaron can be out in the public and not seem like a weirdo. That he's just sitting there at a, at a bar alone just drinking. Marco Martinez says, maybe she has a dark past we don't know about. I think we're reading too much into uh, <laughs> Aaron's from a with small this town. With this show, with this right? show, you never know, though. True. What if they're like a, f- a cousin duo of like secret spies, and we find <laughs> out later? <laughs> it's totally possible. The season two show. plot now revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Another piece of breaking information. This one brought to you by Christine Alexis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, to jump back for Hannah for one second, in terms of talking about family. Uh, uh, Lozano does tell Hannah when, he, when she's uh, contained back in the cargo container. Says, you know what? You uh, McLeish was like a brother to me, and you uh, hurt a member of my family. I'm gonna hurt a member of yours. Wah, wah, wah. Gives Jason Atwood's uh, wedding ring to her. See you later, Jason. Which I felt was a little interesting, and it's one of those like play the blame game because she didn't kill. She did it. No, she was just gonna arrest him. That was it. She His was just did. gonna arrest him, and then the yeah. wife just pulled the trigger. Yeah, off. exactly. But also, when you're that bad guy, you believe what you want to believe. Also, of all the things like the wedding ring, I think it would have made a little bit more sense to me if I don't know, like they were married, but maybe like an ID or the badge or something, like anything else. But it was like wedding ring, and I automatically was like Scott. Like I don't know why I went yes! to Scott. I was about to say that. I just oh. kill Scott because I was like, why would they give Jason Atwood's wedding ring? They're not married. They weren't even an item whatsoever. So I just found of all How the things. How would you recognize that? It's I, they weren't I stared at his finger for several hours. Like, it's weird. I was hoping for the Scott, man. I was hoping for the Scott <laughs> I thought revelation. It was why a wedding ring, of all the things to show her, for her to be like, Jason? But just like, smell it? Like, I don't get it. He knew. She knew the size of his finger. <laughs> was there something engraved on it that we didn't know? Uh, it was something engraved on the inside. I couldn't read oh, it from our TV. I didn't see that. Maybe it was like Atwood's forever on the inside. JK, Atwood's- I love you. <laughs> <laughs> It was enough to distract Hannah because I knew you were mentioning that too when she was looking at that and then uh, Lozano just injects her and she's like... The, the, truth, the truth is still hoping that Atwood is alive saying that Atwood possibly could be wearing a vest. I mean, okay, we technically point, don't know. Yeah. They got the ring but, off of his finger. Like, they would know if oh, he was dead. that's hard to do. That's hard to no, do. Oh, like, my goodness. Hey, okay, what do you like got to no, like take off? They would I'd check like his body... You know what I'm saying? They would check his body, and they wouldn't just be like, oh, he's probably dead, and then take the ring off. Like, they would probably make sure they took, the deal no, done. No, they took the ring off to fool her into thinking. What's the point of that keeping him Why keep him alive? I'm not saying that's what I believe, but I'm saying you never know. But if they, okay, because remember I was asking you why she's still Devil's alive. Advocate. That makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Wait, I was asking mm-hmm. you before why she's still alive, and you said that she could be used as a bargaining chip, which I totally agree with. A pawn. So then is Atwood still being kept alive to uh, be a bargaining chip for her, to be a bargaining chip for something else? Christine, he I'm doesn't just, believe that. Let me it's clarify. Just a possibility. Yeah, let me okay. clarify. I don't believe that. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate for what some people are saying in the live chat. Everyone. So then mm-hmm. my question's for them. Okay. Like, then what? Yeah, so hey, the truth will ask you. You know, why they said uh, they killed his son and now him, he has to be alive. No. No. Someone's saying maybe Jason is in a conspiracy. Michael Martinez, I think you're stretching a little bit on that. Yeah, we saw him. And he was alone. It wasn't like in front of everyone to like put on a show. He was literally alone in the woods creeping. And he got shot. And his eyes were open as he was laying there. Yeah, he's, he's a goner. Moment of silence. There's no reason. I mean, there, <laughs> yeah, Hannah's I mean, alive because they're setting her up to take the take the fall for this yeah. whole thing. So that's the reason you keep Hannah alive. So you make her look. That up. reminds me so much of Quantico. 
Like with Alex Parrish, she was like the FBI golden child, and they set her up to take the fall for the terrorist attack. Yes. Like the same storyline. Well, this is a prequel to that, so. Makes she sense. just becomes Indian in the next version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's That's right. Right. There you go. <laughs> so while they're in Toronto, of course, as I mentioned, that article comes out about uh, Abe Leonard's article comes out. And so it's a whole big brouhaha about how does the president respond. And so Michael Klaus is our political uh, expert here. Correspondent, I prefer. Okay, correspondent. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, the, our lead correspondent. With the milk and cookies That's on right. Chief, chief correspondent. Chief, chief correspondent. Come on, Frank. We okay. got to know the terminology. All right, chief correspondent. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll just we'll, we'll go to you on remote, uh, somewhere on location. We'll, you're going to leave the studio. We'll go to you live. Oh, all right. All right, no. <laughs> right outside. <laughs> so uh, in terms of what, Burbank. How, how does uh, Moss basically says, like, you can't lie because you're perjuring yourself, but you mm-hmm. also can't tell the truth because you're going to freak everybody in the States out. So you basically just have to try to brass it out, as he says. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a sound t- tactic. Yeah, there's no way for him to go. And Kirkman, you know, they say, oh, you're not playing in this right. And he's like, I'm playing the only cards that I have, which is true. He's backed into a corner. And we certainly see that this entire episode. He's on the defensive, both with um, Leonard, both with uh, Madam uh, Prime Minister, from France. Justine Massette. Justine Massette. Mm, Love her both name. With all, both with all the other world leaders. I mean, he's back into a corner, and I'll be honest, I'm proud of him for keeping calm. Yeah. His when, composure was really good. Yeah, I thought um, when they decided to table the discussion for later, um, and they just like all continued on going about the business, Like I thought they were going to end it there dramatically, and he was just going to be like, oh, I don't know what to do. They don't want to talk about my thing. And he just, okay, mm-hmm. business as usual, kept it going. And I think that played into why they respected him more towards the end. I think something to keep in mind, too, if you're looking at this and being like, well, this should have been a big deal that they didn't even bring this up. This was an initial step. Yeah. Nothing was actually going to get decided or there wasn't going to there wasn't going to be a conclusion with this proposal. It was literally just to bring it up and be like, hey, what do you guys all think of this? Okay, let's move forward. So the fact of, oh, it was tabled, nothing's going to happen, it happens. You know, and nothing was going to be decided anyway, so it's not a huge hit. Now, the big piece, though, that comes out of Moss and Tom's time in Toronto is that at the end, Moss gives a lot of props to Tom. Says he says he sees something special in him. So, what do you think? How much do you think that means to Tom? That uh, finally, this this per- this person that he does respect says, "Hey, you know what? I think you got the goods, kid. You could do it." It probably meant a lot to him. Yeah, do you think Tom's now getting less he's of like, him getting freaking out? Oh yeah, I think he like went home. He's like. That's what he did. You know? <laughs> no, he did the Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a survivor. Yeah, that's what he did. Exactly. Yeah, and he sang that song because he, he has the designated survivor. So we have that scene, and we also have a counter with Alex also telling Tom, like, you know what, I understand now. She was in a dark room. <laughs> She's getting really, like, it's like depressing. I think it was lunchtime, though. Oh you guys all thought it was about to be some like after hours conversation. No, These two. what? They were joking. They said, I know. Like, whoa! Ooh, turn the lights gonna, down. Get yeah. some mood music. Netflix Tom, and chill. You, baby. I know why you were keeping all that from me. That's literally how it started, though. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. That's fine. I understand. But it was. Did you see the shadiness of her though? Where she was like. I know why you've been keeping me all keeping all this information from me. It's because of this, isn't it? Or is it this, isn't it? Or is it? This? And she was trying to get information <laughs> while saying, "I understand why you're not giving it to me." How but you is trick it this? them? I know exactly typical why. Typical what a, a woman would do. I'm just throwing out. Jesus. That is typical of like, oh, don't I? I get it. I get it. But 
But is it this? And when it's a it, typical it guy this? to not answer directly. <laughs> right. I wanted to tell you so secret. many things. Like, oh, like, like tell you so many things. Is that something that they say often? <laughs> I just wanted to tell you so many things. That's what he said. I wanted to tell you so many things. Like, just, okay, but am I okay, right? Okay, what? Guy just beating around the bush, you're saying? <laughs> yes. Actually, usually women are the ones that beat around the bush, and men are the ones that are more direct in communication in general. But... Relationship expert. We have a guy That's engineer. Right. That's why we got the applause. <laughs> I'm being honest. That one a little. I beat around the bush. Do you? You're. You said you're a F girl, right? That's what you do. What? Uh, what? what? You might, might want to clarify what? that letter. Sorry. What is F girl? Like a. Like a fuck girl? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Girls I mean, around the we, bush? we need like to. Oh, need is that what that <laughs> automatically defines? Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> we're going to need some clarification. We're uh, going to table that one. No, well, let's not table that one. Who knew? <laughs> I've never been called that. This Official Riz says, coming up on Randy's newest blog post, feeding around, feeding, <laughs> feeding around the bush. I think you meant beating around the bush. There it is. <laughs> feeding around the bush. This. We're in the outback. We're feeding uh, in the bush. This much more entertaining than this episode was, <laughs> and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Uh, All right, uh, while they're uh, also all meeting with the NATO, uh, the fr- French president, kind of uh, Justine, I love how you say it. Masset. Masset. Uh, basically just tells everybody, you know, how can we trust this person? He's he, he wasn't even elected. He's more of a blunderer. How many how much more how many more times can somebody use that against Tom? That's you know, he wasn't elected president, he just fell into this position. Forever. They can Forever? keep using that unless he's voted in. Yeah. You know, I feel like he, once he has a, I mean, it's still, well, I guess we're still within his 100 days. How did still. he become president? Nothing will change until he's vote unless he's voted in for a, an actual term. Oh, I mean, but that's but that is the way the government is structured. How can yeah, you think it's less not of a his person fault. Like, yes, but they can use it against him forever because no, again, no one voted him in. Like, it's, I think it's kind of corny it at this point, old, though. Yeah. I feel like it was like a really old, like stale thing to say. I feel like the tone of the room kind of changed. Everyone starts murmuring after she made that comment. It's like, but prior to this trip, he went into it with his approval ratings high. It was re- going really great for him, and then, you know. Just she, kick them something down. happens, and yeah, she's just like, "Well, we didn't want you anyway." It's like, "Come on, just let him live." I just loved the, her accent. Like, I was just so like, "She's great," and she was being a little mean, but I was like, "I'm into her. I like her." <laughs> I thought she was fabulous. You are a dreamer. You are. D- <laughs> that was yeah. good. Who okay. knew Tom spoke French, or did he literally only know that one word? I don't know. I don't feel like he knows a. He probably knows a little bit about a lot. Right? I thought he was like, "I believe you mean blunderer." I'm like, "Oh, Tom." Well, he wasn't so angry about it. Wee wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we end the episode, of course, we get Forstel finally gets to the uh, finds the vessel, and we do a big raid on the boat. So we see that intercut with Hannah waking up, and as we've already talked about, we think uh, she's in. We think it's it's made to look like she's in one of the cargo containers, but she but wasn't. It, nope, she's in a van in the FBI trunk, uh, FBI garage, and uh, she's being all of a sudden surrounded by uh, security. They didn't take her flashlight from her. What? what? She had the little flashlight in the van. Like they didn't yeah. take that off of her. I don't know. I, I don't know why they give her a flashlight. Did like, they give her a flashlight? Did she have a flashlight? And if she had a flashlight, wouldn't you have taken away the flashlight because you can use a flashlight as a weapon, which she didn't? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they can use a flashlight as a weapon. Yeah, they're heavy. I mean, even the light ones are still like, like a little. Dinky you can still if you threw that at someone, it would hurt. I would use it for like jab half someone. a second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> Could be a wacko. Don't side eye me. Okay. That's right. 
Next week, we're bringing in mini flashlights. Stay tuned. (laughs) Mike's going to teach us how to defend ourselves with these miniature flashlights. Self-defense class coming next week. You don't want to miss it. All right. So overall, I was underwhelmed. I felt like this did not really set us up for an exciting season finale. And I am my uh, confidence in them being able to stick any sort of landing is very low. How do you guys feel? Okay, I agree with you in the sense of usually the episode before the season finale, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I need another minute of this. You know, and like I really want it to be next week already, real quick. Like Desperate, every episode of Desperate Housewives, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen episode? next? Don't hate. Appreciate. <laughs> but in this, I, I thought it was a really intense episode. I enjoyed it. I, my eyes were glued to the TV. But I do agree with you in the sense of like there's nothing that makes me be like, but the season finale, what's going to happen? Because it's a... So many, again, so many unanswered. We learned nothing, really, in this episode, aside from people care about Hannah and are still looking for her. And what, as we expected, they're trying to make Hannah take the fall. But, like, aside from that, no one figured anything out. We didn't learn a lot, but I was entertained, and I'm looking forward to next week. And I will, mm-hmm. I, which I'm interested in something we haven't talked about. We're talking about a 21 or 22 episode season, and I've done so much research on this this week and I don't get where the 22 to 21 happened because they announced a 22 episode order back in the fall on IMDB it says that there's 22 episodes everyone is saying that next week is the season finale and it's only one hour it's the same time next week for one hour so I don't know if they during the writing they were like hey we realize that we don't have enough content for 22 episodes or the network could have rolled it back and said we only need or, 21 yeah, it could be that too. I mean, it's all a possibility. I've done enough research. I haven't been able to find out an exact reasoning for it. But yeah, next week is episode twenty-one. It's only going to be twenty-one episodes. Yeah, same thing in with the first season. This season too. It was it was supposed to be twenty-two, and then it was twenty-one episodes. I thought there two. was a mention of it for a preview, saying it would be a two-hour uh, season finale. But maybe I'm just making that up because Michael said it so many times. I, but I really thought. <laughs> I believed that though. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, it was going to be a two-hour finale. But then that's what Michael I was thinking. Like, what's <laughs> happening the Wednesday after next? Is there something like important on TV that they would have like? No, I have, I have no it? idea. Should no, we still get gonna... together and do an after show here, just about whatever's on there. At 10 o'clock? <laughs> now, <laughs> after <laughs> Disney and Survivor, we're going to switch to the Oreo show. Make sure to stay tuned. Starting two weeks from today. Woo! Special guests. Oreos. I, I will <laughs> say. <laughs> I will say that I would be majorly disappointed next week if there's not a major reveal or someone oh, is caught. Yeah. You yes. gotta kept. When's the last time that we've caught someone bad? <laughs> that yeah, didn't I mean, just die. No, because that didn't just never. die. That we brought someone in. I mean, they had the guy in prison, and then he got poisoned and died. <laughs> McLeish I, died. I agree with you that someone needs to get caught, and it needs to be public, and it needs to be talked about. Yes. Because at this point, we're set with the stage of you know Abe Leonard's story being out there. Like no one's gonna. Someone has to answer for this, and they, mm-hmm. the American people need to see that the government has un- has it under control and has someone in custody, whether it be the right person, the wrong person. Something publicly needs to happen, at least to move the story along. Yeah, I, I just feel like th- this conspiracy is not going to end. Because even if they do get our mole, they're still probably not going to get the, the head of the whole thing, that Lloyd guy, so they're not going to get him by the end of the no, day, that'll next be, episode. So. No, that'll definitely be a season two plot. Which is interesting, right. if they start filming in July, when could we expect... I mean, probably by the fall, which is obviously when it's crazy to think that we've been on this show since the fall. Yep. Since there was a huge gap in January, 21 episodes, one a week. I mean, that's six months in its, about six months in its own right when you take that gap in there. So we've been doing it since the fall. So if they start shooting in July this week, this year, I mean, they literally, we've been trying to get guests on the show 
They literally got done filming about a week ago. Oh my god! Wait, a week ago? That's how far ahead they've been. That's it. Because I've been calling constantly, and they're still filming in Toronto. They're still filming in Toronto. We can't, you know. And by the time our show airs here at ten or eleven o'clock, it's one or two a.m. There, it's far too late to bring anyone on. They have to film the next day, or are still filming. You never know. So we've been trying, but it it could be in the fall is when season two comes back. Do you know uh, how excited they were, though, that they could sit the NATO summit in Toronto so they could just really, just like, we don't try to make <laughs> this look like D.C. We're cool. Let's just shoot it like it's Toronto, everybody. It's awesome. They had a nice, beautiful skyline. It was all set. So they really got to take advantage of the uh, Toronto situation there. Asian Filmmaker says, next week, Jason Atwood's photos surface and they catch Whitaker. Ooh, that's a, you know, that's, that's. Oh, yeah, I forgot gotta, about that. Yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be something. Ugh, man, because uh, so far, I, I don't know. I'm, why don't we jump <laughs> in? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I have zero confidence in the show at this point. <laughs> the truth just said Director Comey is the mole. Well played. <laughs> well played, the truth. All right, uh, as we get ready to wrap up, why don't we just do some predictions about what we hope to see happen in this. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Season finale. Not, not it. Who? Who lives? Who dies? I knew you were gonna do that too. No, you're up. Yeah, I. Uh, I, th- I think everybody will die. <laughs> no, <Just> no. <laughs> Capital bombing part yes. two. Uh, I guess you know we'll probably we'll catch the mole. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna catch. We're not gonna uncover the whole conspiracy, which is frustrating. But uh, I think uh, Lozano dies. I think uh, next week. Stuck. Yeah. Wow. I think, wow. I think Hannah gets some revenge on Lozano. So De- dead or captured? Dead. Would you be happy with dead over captured? Uh, well, I mean, because he's just a. Uh, I mean, if you get the mole, you can lose Lozano. Yeah, I but do like. you? I just feel I don't I, want another person to die. I want him to capture someone, and like you said, yeah. publicly. Yeah, but Lozano's not going to talk. You know, he's not going to talk. Who cares? Yeah. So no, he's, it's an image thing. Lock him no, away. He's not. He's going to die. Hannah needs her. He, he, she killed. At, he killed Atwood. Uh, Her yeah. family. No, so yes. So, no worries. So, uh, yeah, we'll catch them all. Lozano's dead. That's what I think. I say they catch them all. I, I don't know about Lozano dying in the finale. I don't. I mean, he should if they want to, you know, make everything come full circle. But I definitely see, because Abe is going, uh, I think the FBI will probably use Abe and maybe the president will as well to, like, stage a meeting with whoever's been feeding him this information and maybe that's how they catch them all. Um, but that person wouldn't come forward knowing that. It could be staged like that, especially well. Unless they know. they do it covertly somehow. Yeah, but I think they, he's he's going to be the piece to finding the mole, like you said, using him for good. Sorry, what was that? One more time, I didn't hear that. <clears throat> like you said. Okay, keep going. Oh my gosh, using Abe Leonard. Like I said, correct. correct he's not used to this. He's usually wrong. <laughs> 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 we gotta wait till <laughs> I just gotta just take in this moment. Doesn't happen very often that a girl says I'm right. I agree with that, (laughs) that uh, Abe Leonard will be used for good, that he won't die, that he will be a savior in some sorts, and hopefully, uh, that's interesting, I could set it up, they would have to not know that he's helping the government, which would be hard if you have that mole on the inside. Someone here brought him in the live chat, time to pull out the West Wing cameras, you would think try to track him down um as far as other stuff i, I just see, hope we get a big reveal you do you know? see abe making it out of this season though i do okay yeah 
I see that again. We've built him up to be this bad guy, and slowly, I think we're gonna, you know, like today they offered him the olive branch of going to help out. That's gonna lead to an increase as well. I think Abe's going to die. Um, mostly because this conspiracy is very powerful, and I think if they want someone dead, they're gonna die. Also, just like spontaneous prediction, I think that something's gonna happen to someone in Tom's family because they kind of like they're gonna. That will be one of the cliffhangers. Like something will happen to either Alex or the kids, preferably Leo, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like what they're saying about the pulling out the West Wing cameras because they figure if you just knew the time when uh, Chuck saw that happening in the cabinet room. Just see if they have uh, cameras all around those hallways. You see, we walked out of that room at that moment, and then boom, you know who it is. But boom, bang, I done. I don't know if they have cameras all over the West Wing. I mean, if they have cam, if they can go back and look at cameras, there's no reason why they couldn't have just locked down the building when it happened. Those yeah. going back to the previous point, like why okay. do all that after the fact? But uh, predictions from the live chat: We have the Asian filmmaker says Lozano is retreating back with Pax Americana, most likely going back into hiding. Um, Let's see what else. Someone else. Uh, Abe will confirm Whitaker as the mole. He also says that the truth says Lozano will die and they will shift to another enemy for a cliffhanger. Shout out to the truth who is in Toronto right now. Truth is from Toronto. I asked him to do some recon for us maybe for season two. We'll see what he can come up with. Some, I do oh, have one go. question. You know those games where it's like, keep your eye on whatever and don't get distracted. Like, why didn't he just put his finger on the little icon and follow the little icon? Because though they were multiplying... There were just more of them. That little icon was still moving. Well, because at the first initial one, they it went it in two split. directions. Yeah. It did? Yeah. It, it just, like, blinked into two, so you don't know which one was which. Okay, got it. Blink. Check. Blink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, any more firework uh, Oreos for the road? Anybody? I have one that was chilling Renee, you, we t- as we well, said, you have to do we'll one more after. for the road at the end. No, I got a weird aftertaste. I'm, like, kind of I'm moving on back to OG. You're, you're moving on, Michael Klaus? Two weeks from right now, I will be in Hawaii. Hawaii. If you've seen his Instagram, you know. Dieting, working out. Dieting is still intact. Uh (laughs) Right. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show. But the fun doesn't stop here. It just gets started. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. If you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, we're Ariel. Where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel and check out my check blog. Check out her blog, sextinginthecity.com. Do it. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. The bunch. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only MC. I'm going to be tweeting out the information about season two and what I have found out. Retweet it. Tell your friends. We'd we'll love to see you next week. And what's up, guys? You can find me all over social media at Christine Bean. Tweet me all week. I'm going to help out with Michael. Tweet me some questions that you want Mike to answer. <laughs> yeah, we want to know some questions. What if they just want to just tweet you about uh, just other stuff? All tweet week? me about anything. Scandal. Talk to me. No, don't you do <laughs> no, no scandal, no wine, no nothing like that. Gosh, you're Oreos. Such a <laughs> Only Oreos. Only Oreo related tweets. Oreos. That's it. Uh, folks, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EpicoJackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next week with a special guest. Maybe two. Who knows? We'll see how much juice Michael Klaus has next week right here on the Designated Survivor After Show, right here on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.